0: Percy, I didn't know you when you were a young guy growing up, but did you have a friend, maybe a partner, someone who you leaned on during your walk through life?
1: Wow, Wayne, I, I sure did, my friend. My my childhood best friend, you know Quincy Conwell, who is no longer with us. He's oh. he's in heaven now. Uh, you know, we were inseparable from, you know, sixth grade through high school. <laughs> we did everything together. We were the best of friends. Uh he knew and understood me so well as I did him. Uh, I always felt safe while we were together. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: You know, there's just something to be said about having a friend to lean on while going through life and tough times. And perhaps we should talk about this in the context of being a cancer patient today.
0: We will. We're going to hear from two women who met and helped each other as they were both diagnosed with ovarian cancer and now are helping others. The following program is produced and sponsored by City of Hope, a world leader in cancer research, treatment, and prevention. Information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. This is Health, Hope, and Inspiration with Reverend Percy McCray. Pastor P is National Director of Specialized Outreach at City of Hope. And I'm Wayne Shepherd. Great to be with you each week. Thank you for subscribing to this podcast. Percy, the numbers are increasing each week, and that really is wonderful because we enjoy helping people, don't we?
1: We really do. And yeah, our subscription base continues to grow uh, by the thousands on a monthly basis, basically. And so I'm just thrilled. I want to say thank you to those of you who subscribe and who share and encourage others uh, to listen to this platform. We are appreciative, and we thank God for you.
0: Sometimes we ask for you to leave a comment or two, and uh, here's one from Bakersfield, California, and this says it well. I love listening to your podcast. Amen. That's it. That's the whole comment. (laughs) I love listening to your podcast. Amen.
1: Yeah. And, you know, and, and I get those comments all the time. And again, I, I appreciate it. It's it's a nice reaffirmation. Uh, and we certainly appreciate that. And we uh, love having you listening to us, uh, Bakersfield and Cincinnati and, and Minnesota and Albuquerque, New Mexico and everyone around the U.S. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you from the depths of our hearts for tuning in. We show up for you because we believe that you are important to God and that this conversation matters. And so we'll continue to show up as long as we have opportunity to do
0: so. I've never asked you this question, but do you ever see comments coming from overseas?
1: You know, I have not seen any overseas comments, and so with that, I would love, and so if there's someone who's listening overseas, mm-hmm. let us know that you're tuning in. We would love to hear from you, and if you don't want to say anything other than thank you, uh, we appreciate the show, that, that'll that be fine. Yeah, just let and us know you're listening. Yeah, absolutely. Just let us know that you're tuning in. We appreciate
0: it. All right. Here's how you do that. Go to healthhopeandinspiration.com, click on connect, and you can type in whatever you want to say, and Click on connect. And while you're at that website, why don't you go ahead and just go ahead and download what to expect when diagnosed with cancer, a featured resource this week. We'll talk more about that later in the broadcast today. All right, let's let's uh, let's begin with scripture. I understand you want to turn to Galatians 6 today?
1: That is correct, my friend. And we're going to read the 12th verse accordingly. And it reads as follows, bear one another's burdens and thereby fulfill the law of Christ again, bear one another's burdens and thereby fulfill the law of Christ. And we're going to hear from two ladies who did just that, that they were helping to bear one another's burdens while they both were diagnosed with uh, ovarian cancer and God brought them into each other's life just at the right time.
0: I always enjoy hearing the backstory. How did you meet these women?
1: These ladies, in fact, were introduced to me by uh, a member of the staff of uh, uh, the City of Hope Hospital in Atlanta and basically said, you need to sit down and talk. And it was interesting. I was told to sit down and talk with one of the ladies and then the other said, well, if you're going to talk to me, you got to talk to my friend also. <laughs> <laughs> but she's a very important part of my story. And I was like, well, OK, we'll talk to your friend as well. And so I was able to be introduced uh, to them. And, uh, and what a wonderful story and what wonderful work they are doing today.
0: They come as a package deal, huh? I understand that. That's great.
1: (laughs) Yes, sir. They do. So that was very important. (laughs) Well, we'll meet them
0: in just a moment on this week's program. Health Hope and Inspiration is sponsored by and produced by City of Hope with locations in California, Georgia, Illinois, and Arizona. City of Hope is a national oncology network of hospitals and outpatient care centers offering an integrated approach that combines surgery, radiation, chemotherapy, immunotherapy, and advancements in precision medicine with supportive therapies to manage side effects and enhance quality of life during treatment and into survivorship. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on Sponsor to learn more about City of Hope or contact a member of their team with questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling this number, 866-712-HOPE. That's 866-712-4673. City of Hope uses a patient-centered approach and a wide range of technologies and techniques to deliver advancements in precision medicine with supportive therapies like spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.
1: Hey, 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 this is me, Pastor P, and I am back with another compelling conversation. As always, uh, I bring to you people, uh, stories, and scenarios related to cancer. That's right. That's what we talk about on this platform. Uh, We have opened uh, the pathways of discussion and dialogue. We are no longer hiding in the shadows uh, in dark rooms about the topic of cancer. Cancer is a bully. Cancer is not our friend, and therefore, we openly respond and react to it with education, uh, with information, and inspiration. And that is going to be the case today. And I'm going to bring you a duo of two profound women who have walked the path of being cancer patients. Today, we're going to have Kimberly Earhart and Andrea Sessler, who are both uh, ovarian cancer patients. Uh, And we're going to talk about a foundation that they are a part of and have started and have committed to uh, the encouragement and the education of of individual and women uh, with cancer, with ovarian cancer and etc. They both are ovarian cancer uh, patients. Neither of them now are receiving any current uh, medical treatment. Uh, they both have been medically uh, diagnosed as no evidence of disease, and we say woohoo to that. we praise God for that news. They both are currently now just under observation uh, with respect to uh, checking in and making sure that things are okay, both uh, receiving that type of care from uh, City of Hope hospitals in Atlanta. And so today, welcome to the platform Kimberly and Andrea. How are you today?
2: Good,
1: Good. thank you for having us. Well, it's a a pleasure to have you, and that was a pretty lengthy introduction, but I thought it was important to give people kind of a sense of where we're going to go today. And I want to set the parameters of this conversation because we're going to talk to both of you simultaneously about this work that you do. You started or are part of a foundation called Hearts of Teal, and we're going to talk about that. You you guys uh, both have had your own individual cancer journey, and we're going to have separate conversations about your, your individual journey and how all of that started. But today I want to talk about this unbelievable foundation that I think, and I I, I could be mistaken, so correct me if I'm wrong. Kimberly, you're the president of, and I'm, I'm assuming that you began or started. Is that correct?
3: Uh, yes, sir. After I finished treatment, um, we have five kids, and I really felt like the COVID-19 and cancer just took my kids through the ringer. So I was trying to find a positive experience to give them after going through all of that. Okay. So I decided to, um, have a fundraiser and I was just going to have a run, a color run. Um, and we ended up Andrea um, tag-teamed with me, and we ended up raising $72,000 at our first run.
1: Wow. <laughs> just just, <laughs> just like that, huh?
3: <laughs> yeah, the community just came around us. It was amazing, and we knew that God had something here. I felt like he had, he had given me this uh, journey, and so the both of us just kind of just, you know, with faith, stepped out in faith and decided to start the nonprofit. Um, we felt like our area of Georgia was underserved, and um, so it was something that we both felt strongly about getting out there and educating women.
1: And again, just so that we can clarify, you're in the region of the United States in Georgia. What part of Georgia specifically are are you located in?
3: Uh, south of Atlanta in Fayetteville, Peachtree City.
1: Okay. So, you you feel inclined and you know, I'm amazed at what COVID inspired so many We you know, we we listened, we heard so many negative things about what COVID did and how it impacted people but there's a flip side to that there's so many different unbelievable moments of inspiration that people received as a result of COVID, and so you have this you know you have this aha you know this this thought or this impression from god to to kind of do a fundraiser you come out the gate and you raise seventy two thousand dollars uh, my mm-hmm. question to you and then I want to talk with your compadre a little bit and and get some feedback from her is uh in doing so uh what 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 is the overarching um objective for Hearts of Teal and for people who are listening you can go to their website hearts of teal and that is spelled h a r t s hearts of com, right or .org 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 Yeah, what's the overarching objective for Hearts of Teal as you see it today?
3: Um, We exist to basically help a woman who doesn't think that she's at risk understand the signs and symptoms of ovarian cancer. Um, There is no screening to date to um, diagnose this disease early. So normally it's not found until stage 3 or stage 4, which was like um, Andrew and I both, we were stage 3C. And I think that, you know, just... Being having the rug put out from under us, as far as that goes, and not knowing anything about ovarian cancer, we both just felt like it was such a big calling on our lives to help other women understand what to look for in their bodies. But also the that God brought each each other, us to each other, and we were able to walk through this um, together. And I think that was huge because ovarian cancer can be a very lonely cancer. And the fact that we had each other to pray with, um, to lift each other up, to encourage, just someone to talk to who understands what we were going through, you can't put a price on that. And we want other women out there to know that we're here and that we're still getting on with our lives and we're still doing things that they may not feel like they're ever going to do again. And I just want to you know, bring inspiration. And so that's kind of where that all started.
1: And so with that, I'm going to transition to you, Andrea, and, and, and kind of let's pull you into this discussion. Both you and Kimberly knew each other prior to, because uh, you're both receiving uh, ongoing observation at City of Hope Atlanta. Uh, again, no evidence of disease, and we thank God for that. But you are a two-time cancer patient. You had breast cancer uh, earlier, and then you were later on diagnosed with uh, uh, ovarian cancer. Uh, let's talk about uh, how you and, um, you know, Kimberly, how did you guys meet? How did you guys come together? I'm interested in hearing how was this relationship built?
2: Well, when I was diagnosed in February, 2020, you hit the nail on the head. You said that, you know, COVID was just kind of new at that time, really opened the doors to COVID in March of 2020. And I had already had my surgery and my husband had taken my daughter to her ortho, um, her orthodontist, which happens to be Kim's brother. And I was the one who always took her to the orthodontist and, the secretary says well where's Andrea?" and he said well she just had um some major surgery high peck for ovarian cancer and two days later i get a phone call from the secretary asking me if i'd be willing to talk to kimberly who lived in mississippi who has just been diagnosed with ovarian cancer so we were diagnosed within about a two-week period unbeknownst to one another okay and i said i said well sure absolutely i'd be happy Um, to do that, but when I was first diagnosed, um, Reverend, I I prayed and asked God to bring somebody that had walked this walk. Mm. When I had when I had breast cancer, um, you know, it seems everybody knows somebody who knows somebody who's had breast cancer. Ovarian cancer is a totally different beast. Um, You know, they call it the silent killer, and there's not a lot of positive positivity that comes out of it. So, I prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed that, and He didn't bring me someone who already went through it, he brought me someone to walk with me through it.
1: Wow. So
2: Kim and I, which is really remarkable because so Kim and I, here we are, our our treatments were very similar. They were kind of at a different stage. I had high pec first, then my chemos. She had three chemos, high pack and then three chemos. So in the midst of this world shutting down and no one can come around and everyone was fearful. Right, exactly. We could t- you know, we could talk to one another, and I could tell her how high peck was, and she could tell me how the chemo was. Mm. So that's how we initially met, and totally a God thing without any hesitation. But you know, so oftentimes when we pray, God doesn't necessarily answer our prayers away, but we we think He should answer them. <laughs> but um, He definitely knew best how to answer that prayer. So that's how we that's how we met. Bald heads. We both had bald heads, and <laughs> you know, yeah.
1: And in looking at you today, of course, I have the privilege of being able to see you both. You both look beautiful, radiant, uh, healthy. And so, number one, let me say thank God for your journey. Thank God uh, that you were able to press through and work through. But what I heard here that I think is an important theme is, uh, the dynamic, and you're right. In general, I've been supporting cancer patients a really long time, almost three decades. One of the dynamics that many cancer patients tend to go through, depending on the scenario and the situation, is feeling alone, feeling abandoned, feeling like there's no, no uh, place to connect. And certainly connect with someone who could relate, because this is really the big piece of what I'm hearing with the two of you that, you know, again, as you said, uh, you know, your prayer was answered a little bit differently. With, you know, God brought you somebody who was actually going through this process as you were going through it. And what an amazing, I think, testimony at the end of the day. Today, both of you guys now are, are, are doing well. You're thriving, as I'd like to say. And this foundation has been put in place. Give me a sense of, if you don't mind, for people who are listening, uh, do you have any sense of the reach or the impact of uh, Hearts of Teal in terms of uh, maybe how many people you've been in contact with or how many people have benefited from some of the things that you do? I'm, I'm curious, do you have a sense of, of the impact of, of this now that you've, you've got this up and going?
3: You know, we've been trying to pinpoint a number for a while now, and it's, Seems every time we come up with a number like thirty thousand or fifty thousand, it seems like that seems like a big number. But when you think about it, with with social media and different news outlets and magazines and other things that we've done, um, I think I think that's pretty accurate, if not more. And I know directly one of our big campaigns that we do in September is called Teal for Teachers. Okay, and we give lunchboxes with signs and symptoms to uh, teachers. And just so that we can target that individual woman directly. And to date, we have done 4,600 teachers.
1: Okay. Yeah, I was going to ask if you had any type of campaign or ongoing campaign that people listening today, and I certainly would encourage you if you're, if you're listening to this and if you are someone or you know someone who's been impacted by ovarian cancer, the Lord may be laying on your heart to say, listen, how can I help? How can I support uh, what what is being done there in Georgia? You do have on your website a, a nice prominent button that says Donate. And in this particular case, I, I do not feel ashamed in, in saying to people, Uh, Feel inspired and encouraged if you can donate and help these uh, ladies reach more women. uh, One of the things that's interesting uh, both uh, to you guys is that I'm looking at a a snippet off of your website that says about ovarian cancer. And interestingly, it says ovarian cancer is currently the fifth leading cause of cancer-related deaths in women. And roughly 22,000 women in the United States will be diagnosed with ovarian cancer. This year, the risk of developing ovarian cancer each year is one in 78. Unfortunately, 80 percent of cases are diagnosed at late stage three or four. And so with that, we've got a cause here. There's something that we need to shout from Mm -hmm. the top of the roof with regard to a disease. Uh, Because you're right. Breast cancer tends to get all of the headlines and attention. But there are more than just, you know, breast cancer scenarios here in ovarian cancer is a very significant cancer. Andrea, let me ask you this question. What what are some of the future thoughts or hopes and aspirations of of this foundation?
2: The one of the things that I am most responsible for is just the outreach with women and we have a a Zoom call every month. Matter of fact we'll have one tonight. We do a dinner or a lunch once a month and we are in hope that people other women will and it just happened this month. A group of ladies up in North Atlanta Um, Had their first lunch and that's through our blessings through trial campaign. Okay, so that's one thing Um, Kim can speak a lot more on a lot of the other stuff because that's where she's very much more involved and much more in tune with all that Um, We had another one of our gals who found us on a zoom call less than a year ago and she just had a run in North Carolina as an outreach from our hearts of teal and Ah. she raised $20,000, okay, so those are, that's just a couple things Kim can definitely highlight and more of that. But on my end, I'm the person that just kind of does a spiritual outreach, shares the gospel. Kim does that too. But that's kind of my niche in the Hearts of Teal thing. So just, you know, being able to connect with women who are going through it um, because it is, it's scary and they give you all the doom and gloom, obviously, when you're diagnosed. And then you have to sit back and think, okay. Is that really what God says about me? Is that what God's going to call me to do? Or is that God? And you know, that's where our identity has to come from—Christ. It doesn't come from "I am no longer." I am not Andrea, the cancer patient. I am still Andrea, a child of God.
1: Absolutely.
2: And that's that's hard to differentiate when you've been diagnosed with a cancer such as ovarian cancer.
1: And and so and to that point, because I'm I'm uh, on your website and I'm looking at it right now, because you have uh, certain sections here uh that uh how to get involved there's an events uh section so some of the things that you just highlighted and mentioned i would imagine people could access there. uh donate support swag and i want to highlight this piece of your website because i think this is important because that's what we're doing right now you have a section here that says teal stories uh with that Mm -hmm. being said kimberly tell me a little bit about what what's going on with teal stories what's that all about
3: um, our outreach with the women that we walk with, um, it can be, doesn't have to be Georgia. It's kind of all over the U S we have different skill sisters and that's just something that we call ourselves. It's a club that we, never wanted to be in, but if you're going to have to be in it, then you might as well find some ladies to walk through with you. So, um, one thing that I think is very helpful is just identifying what were someone's symptoms, how did their disease present and how is their how is their journey with this disease going? Um, a lot of times that's so helpful helping other women to, it might be having similar symptoms Mm -hmm. to be able to identify with those, um, encouraging them to be their own advocate, um, talking with their doctors and not letting their symptoms get explained away. Those are some of the reasons why we, we use the teal stories. But also, I mean, when you're when you first get diagnosed with ovarian cancer, it's like a very heavy diagnosis. Mm-hmm. And if you read online, you can get all discouraged. And so I think like it just shrinks that world down to have other women that are walking through this with you. Yes. That that you can take step out and just reach out and that we're here we're going through the same we have the same thoughts you do the same fears you know we can pray with you and even it it can put in as much as you want to put in it or or not you know but but we would love to see other women in other states if they want to do things they don't have the means to have a nonprofit necessarily we can help empower them to do it in their own town
1: that is awesome because that was going to be the next thing i was going to ask uh, I, uh, and I was assuming that that would be the case—that you want to, you know, reach out beyond even the borders and of, of of Georgia and your your immediate area. Mm-hmm. So there's a clarion call here, and uh, I'm excited and I'm thrilled because, uh, again, I I talk to cancer patients. I've I've talked to thousands, hundreds and thousands of cancer patients, and I'm always amazed at how many cancer patients take their experience and then turn around. And do something with that experience. They don't just uh, waste their experience of being well. They want to do something. They want to give back. They want to give, you know, give it, give it forward. And you guys certainly are doing that. Well, we're going to have separate conversations with you guys and and record your stories. I want to get into your your stories, your individual unique stories. But we're not going to do that in this segment. We're going to do that in some following segments. And for those of you who are listening, I want you to keep. Uh, stay abreast and stay connected to what we're doing here on Health, Hope and Inspiration because we're going to hear about their individual unique cancer journeys, how they got started, how did they feel when they first were told that they had cancer. But today you have heard from Kimberly Earhart, who is the president of of uh, uh, of the of this organization, uh, again, uh, Hearts of Teal, H-A-R-T-S, Hearts of Teal, and Andrea Sessler, who is... Uh, a teal sister coordinator and prayer partner they're both uh... ovarian cancer survivors they are no longer actively treating uh, they have no evidence of disease, praise God. So if there's someone out here that's hearing this today and you want to talk to someone, you may be just entering into an ovarian cancer diagnosis and journey. And as stated in the earlier part of this show, you need to connect with someone. You want to hear from someone who's been there and done that and, and has the T-shirt to prove it and will and be willing not only just to talk with you but pray with you and, and maybe even answer some questions with you this is what this is all about. So again, reach out to these ladies at heartsofteal.org. We'll also have this website in the show notes so that you can access that with a link and you can just click and you can contact them directly. So again, with that, we'll have all of that information uh, in the show notes so that you can access that uh, immediately. And so today I want to say thank you, ladies, for taking time out of your day. I know that, uh, Particularly, Kimberly, I know you have five kids. So, you know, with that being said, uh, that, that, that keeps you pretty busy, I would imagine, at the end of the day. And thank you, Andrea. Uh, for letting me know about Kimberly and again I'm thrilled we are pleased and we are praying with you guys standing with you number one we're continuing to believe that the best is yet to come that uh better days are ahead and that being a cancer and what a great conversation today Percy uh, with our guests we'll talk with Percy about it in just a moment as you keep listening now uh, to health hope and inspiration by the way Each of those ladies will be featured individually on a future podcast, so be listening for that coming up
0: soon. We are excited to announce that Health, Hope, and Inspiration and Abide Meditations are teaming up to make a premium subscription to Abide's mobile app free, yes, free, to the HHI community. Abide makes Bible meditations delightful. You can learn to meditate in five minutes a day. Rest peacefully with Abide's Bible-based sleep stories. Here's what you do. Text HHI to 22433 for your free subscription. Quiet your mind and relax your body. Text HHI to 22433. Once again, that stands for Health, Hope and Inspiration, HHI to 22433. And we believe you'll be blessed and encouraged by this subscription to the Abide Meditations app. Well, Percy, uh, I think maybe you met your match here today with these ladies. They really uh, they pretty delivered, didn't they? They did.
1: They were wonderful. And, you know, their backstory is amazing. And we're going to hear individually, as you mentioned earlier, their individual uh, pathways and how they met one another. And, of course, it was through a mutual relationship uh, that then kind of brought them together. And it was interesting, uh, particularly Andrea had made the point, She said that I prayed and asked God to bring somebody that had walked this walk. And as it turned out, because she said she's also had breast cancer. Uh So she's had breast cancer and ovarian cancer. And she said, you know, everybody knows somebody that's had breast cancer. But ovarian cancer was a totally different animal. And the Lord brought into her company uh, her acquaintance, Kimberly, who who hadn't gone through ovarian cancer, but who was actually going through. Uh, ovarian
0: cancer. What an amazing provision, huh?
1: Yeah. And so they basically leaned on each other, you know, and it reminds me of the old Bill Withers song, lean lean on on me. me, Yeah, Yeah, right. (laughs) And they leaned on each other while going through their journey. And then of course came out of their respective, uh, you know, cancer journeys, and then started uh, a non for profit foundation called Hearts of Teal, H-A-R-T-S, and we'll put all of that uh, information in the show notes so that you can reach out to them accordingly.
0: Okay. Uh, Did you know there's no screening program for ovarian cancer? You
1: know what? When I heard that, and, you know, you would think after close to 30 years, I would know that. I did not know that. I I was very taken aback at the fact uh, that there is no available screening and that typically, you know, ovarian cancer tends to be uh, diagnosed, you know, late stage three and four. And so uh, I'm praying that something is being done from a a diagnostic perspective that will allow us to hopefully screen and detect that earlier on. But one of the things that uh, both of them made mention is that this is kind of a, a, a segment of the cancer community that doesn't get a lot of discussion. People don't talk much about ovarian cancer. And so it was one of the reasons why they wanted to start their foundation because they wanted to highlight it and they wanted to create an environment where women with ovarian cancer could be supported accordingly by yeah, others.
0: Yeah. We normally think of that scripture passage. that talks about iron sharpening iron in terms mm. of uh, male friendship, but it's mm. true in these ladies' case as well. Here's one piece of iron sharpening another. They're, they're both very sharp.
1: Yeah, that's a great scripture and I wish I had thought of it earlier uh cuz it fits appropriately here at the end of the day and you're exactly right uh what they both brought one to another uh provided for each other to allow them to kind of walk the path and to continue down the path and now they have you know joined their forces together with other women yeah. saying we want to do for other women what we prayed and asked God to do for us by bringing us together and you know, it only makes sense and we talk about this all the time, mm-hmm. Wayne. I'm 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 amazed, I am, and I'm still amazed at how many people with cancer, when they're done with their cancer, they come out of their cancer journey feeling like I need to pay this forward. I need to do something yeah, for would, the
0: cancer community. I was thinking the same thing and how we love to get voice to those organizations. Exactly. And that's one of the reasons why, and and there may be others out here who
1: may be part of a foundation or who have started a foundation. Yeah, we want to know about that because... There are people everywhere that are dealing with and addressing the issues of cancer who may not be aware of these types of foundations and organizations that they can reach out to, that they can receive support from, that they can connect with others who have been what, been where they're going. And so with that, heartsofteal.org, H-A-R-T-S. Heartsofteal.org is where you can reach these ladies. They have a wonderful website, and they have tons of resources on it. And I would also encourage you, you know, if you feel led, donate. Provide some financial support. Uh, it was interesting that uh, Kimberly uh, said that when they first started out, I guess right out the gate, she said they, you know, they ended up raising $72,000. And she said wow. she was blown away oh, wow. at how many people responded to the call of action that they put forth in in helping to support the work that they're doing, not only in Georgia, but now all across the United States of Mm -hmm. America. What Mm -hmm. wonderful ladies.
0: Well, thanks for introducing us to them here on the program today. And as you've said before, we will have each of them on separately in the future. So there's more to learn from these women.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Hey, we have a resource called What to Expect When Diagnosed with Cancer. I mentioned it earlier. It's available right now, free of charge, of course, at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Describe this resource for me.
1: Yeah, this resource is designed to give people kind of a glimpse, if you will, of some things to think about and be aware of. Right. You know, when when the average person is told that they have cancer, they have zero idea of of what to think about or what to expect. Typically, you're caught off guard. You know, it's, it's, you're, you're blindsided. And so we thought it would make sense to create this document. And again, t- you know, we're no one is expecting to have cancer, no, obviously, no. but as as a proactive measure, we thought we would put together some kind of some factoid things that will allow people to think about what you should expect. You know, when it's time to sit down and talk with a doctor, when it's time to engage with a healthcare organization, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Well, some things just to consider and to be mindful of that if and when that time does come, that you have, you know, a little bit of a working idea of 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 what comes with that. And again, uh, we're believing and hoping that that no one has to face that diagnosis. But we know that the numbers and data tells us that, you know, there's still a growing number of people in America who are being diagnosed or expected to be diagnosed with cancer. And I was one of those people. I never thought in a million years, Wayne, as I've said to you. That I would be someone that would have cancer. And lo and behold, one day I woke up and it was my turn. So uh, and I benefited greatly from having worked with the cancer community because I kind of knew what to expect a little bit. I kind of had an expectation and an understanding that really helped me to maneuver through that process very, very uh differently if I if I didn't have that information. So, what to expect when diagnosed with cancer will kind of give you a prep. Of of some things to think about and consider if and when you're ever or someone you love is diagnosed with cancer.
0: And I really appreciate you sharing your own journey with us uh, over the past few years here, Percy. So thank you for your vulnerability in doing that. It's very helpful. Um, Again, the website is healthhopeandinspiration.com and the resource is called What to Expect When Diagnosed with Cancer. It's free. Uh, you can download it and print out as many copies as you want because you may know people who would benefit from this as well. So share that with one another and share this podcast with others as well after you've subscribed. Make sure you don't just uh, go searching for us every week. Make sure that we find you automatically through your subscription, through your favorite podcast app, or at the website healthhopeandinspiration.com. Will you shared some scripture earlier that I'd like to circle back on now as we wrap things up, Percy?
1: Well, as you made reference to, you know, iron sharpening iron, we listened to two ladies who basically lived out and are living out that experience where they helped to support one another. They leaned on one another. And so Galatians 6.12 really helps to capsulize that school of thought and and just kind of summarize it. And it says this, bear one another's burdens. And that's exactly what they did. They leaned on each other and helped to bear each other's burdens while they were stepping through a process of being cancer patients and thereby fulfill the law of Christ. For those of us and you who feel like that you want to obey and fulfill the law of God and Christ, that that is important to you, One of the things that we've been mandated to do is to find others that we can help bear uh, their burdens and help support them, work through a process. And that's exactly what Kimberly Earhart and Andrea Sisler has done. They've created a foundation uh, for other women with ovarian cancer, and they're passing that forward. And so today we are are encouraged and we are reminded that we are to bear one another's burdens.
0: Kimberly, Andrea, if you're listening, thank you for being our guest here today. Thank and you. Percy, thank you for uh, tracking with them and bringing them to us. That'll do it for this week's Health, Hope & Inspiration. Percy, you always get the last word.
1: Well, as we are bearing one another's burdens, that's work, right? It requires energy and effort to do so. So I want to continue to encourage you while you are out, keep chopping the wood. We've got work to do, and there are still things yet to be done. And so we're praying for your strength and your courage as you continue to, to love God, love your fellow man, and continue to do the things that have been set before you. Remember, we'll talk to you again real soon. Take care. God bless.
0: Join us online at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Health, Hope and Inspiration is sponsored by and produced by City of Hope, a world leader in cancer research, treatment and prevention. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider City of Hope, a world leader in cancer research, treatment and prevention. Our hospitals in California, Georgia, Illinois and Arizona are dedicated to making a difference in the lives of cancer patients. Our team of more than 11,000 includes researchers, associates, scientists, doctors, nurses, allied health professionals, graduate students, fundraising specialists, marketing professionals, and volunteers and support staff, all united by our desire to find cures and save lives. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialist about questions you may have about your treatment options. City of Hope is dedicated to tailoring a combination of cancer treatments to the needs of each individual patient. From advanced genomic testing to state-of-the-art technologies and evidence-informed supportive care therapies like spiritual support that target cancer-related side effects, comprehensive services are delivered by a team of cancer experts. Our national network also includes many clinical care locations, offering consultations and other medical services in a convenient outpatient setting. Learn more at Health